0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, and groomer Joey Villani, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Really? On today's show?
1: I know. Isn't that exciting?
0: When
2: I was a Big kid. show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This lady who's
2: going to be on today was uh, one of the great actresses of my time. Three's Company. Yes, Joyce De Witt will be joining us. She was Janet on Three's Company, and she'll be joining us today. I guess she's going to be in a like a dog related movie tonight Um-huh. on the Hallmark yeah. Channel. So she'll be here to tell us about that in just a couple of minutes. Tammy, what are you working on in the newsroom?
3: Well, you know, last week we talked about the goldfish that had the surgery for the tumor. Uh huh. Well, this veterinarian down in Australia, this vet clinic, is amazing because now they've done life-saving surgery on a lizard. And I never knew all the things that could go wrong when doing surgery on a lizard. So this is really pretty interesting. Wow.
2: Okay, that's on the way. Also, I understand the guest that we had on the show, what, uh, two weeks ago? Or was it last week? Karen Zaxton, also aka Karen Hanover.
3: Yeah, I'm yes. not sure what her na- true name is.
2: She was. Uh, no
3: Nobody knows. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. That's part of the problem here.
2: You might remember last week she was on telling us about a GPS chip, yeah. microchip, that she was uh, crowdfunding for. Apparently yeah. she's up against the law now. She's admitted to fraud. Is that correct?
3: She has. She has actually signed a plea deal in federal court and she's been defrauding people and she's pleaded guilty, so we can say, I guess, she did it. She's defrauded people out of nearly a million and a half dollars on some get rich quick real estate schemes. And it's very unclear whether this has anything to do with the product escape alert or not. Uh, she says she's totally backed away from the product that she was only the spokesperson, but it's, it, you know, it sounded like such a great product too. And it still might be. So this is very confusing and, and kind of upsetting, really.
2: Can I just say when she did her interview, I kind of, I thought there were a few red flags. (laughs) But I'm just, maybe it was just. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Did
4: you? Did you not? No, I didn't. Uh Uh-uh.
2: Okay, I just thought, okay, here's. I don't don't know. Here's, I I
4: mean, it didn't, I didn't
3: think about much about it. I just thought it was a great product.
2: Well, a product invented by her mother who has no technical skills whatsoever no electronic or technical skills whatsoever an idea which i'm sure has been and is being worked on already so i don't know it just seemed a little weird to me but we'll find out more about this whole thing in just a few minutes with tammy trajillo right here on animal radio uh, let's take your phone calls one 405 8405 before we go to the phones joey what are you working on
4: well, we're going to talk about grooming and senior dogs and when enough might be enough and what to do Okay, it looks like the
2: whole phone bank is lit up. Are we taking one for Dr. Debbie right yes, now? Yes,
4: go to line three.
2: Okay, line three, and we have Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia, welcome to Animal Radio. Well, thank you. What's going on in your world?
5: Well, I've got a little dog that scoots a good bit.
6: <laughs> and, oh, <my> uh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, I sympathize, man. My dog has been dragging his butt all over my office.
1: It's just <laughs> oh,
6: horrible. Yeah.
5: He prefers oh, the concrete, really, but he will go on the lawn. But uh, that kind of ceased for quite a while, and then last week he started getting me up two three times at night okay. in a frantic, desperate, fix it, Mom, fix it. What's the matter? Fix it. And it's not Ooh. his usual mode of, hey, I want attention. Okay. And if I would push my hand down on his backside like a pressure massage type thing, if I kept that up for an hour, he seemed to be relieved.
6: So no, you pr- are you pressing his butt, or you're he, pressing his back? His whole
5: backside. My fingers would go right between his tail, oh, his tail would go between my fingers. I should say.
6: Okay, are you like sticking your finger in his butt, <laughs> like in the butt hole? No, uh-uh, on
5: the backside. Okay. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm just trying to visualize where what you're he doing. was probably itching, but okay. uh, that seemed to be the pressure because he was always favoring the right side. He pushed his right side up to me. Hmm, But there was no anal gas because I'd had him to the vet before when he was scooting and that's what they thought it might have been. But Mm -hmm. now I took him to the vet again. They gave Mm -hmm. him blood tests. Nothing. They can't figure it out.
6: And he's doing kind of like the butt scoots, like I'm trying to wipe something off my butt and drag it along the floor.
5: No, it's more of an itch. That's why I started putting that hydrocortisone cream on him and that seemed to work.
6: Okay. But what caused all this? Is he chewing or
5: licking back there? Nope. nope. Okay. And his bowel movements are normal, he's not straining to the do them.
6: Okay. Well, there's a lot of other causes for scooting, and sometimes we focus in on the anal sacs because they're one of the most common causes of itchy butts, and and that's my little puppy's problem is that he has anal gland uh, discharge that builds up, it gets itchy, and he tries to scooch it all over my nice wool rug. Um, So that, if we're dealing with that situation, we um, express the anal glands and we deal with um, making sure there's not infection there um, and going that route. So if we're not dealing with anal sac disease, and we're very comfortable, that's been recently checked by your vet, then we look at some other things. And the, we have to remember, that area is skin. So anything that causes skin disease along the lines of allergies, uh, including food allergies, or even bacterial infections, yeast infections, all of those type of things can cause a pet to respond the same way by scooting or trying to get back there and lick and to itch. Wow. Um, So that would be where my next focus would be going, and uh, for me, I always kind of Take the tail, lift it up, look at the area, make sure I'm looking and examining that really well. If there's any discoloration, sore spots, hair loss, then that gives me further evidence that we're heading down the road of, okay, this is more of a skin problem we need to be focusing on. And we might talk about ways to treat allergies, whether it's a hypoallergenic diet, combined with anti-itch medicines such as antihistamines and steroids. Those would be some of the things that I would be working towards. Mm -hmm. Well, he's now a black some dog, other
5: but he has a little white bell bottom so you can okay. only tell if there's anything there
6: it, it's pretty clear yeah yeah it's clear. so um <laughs> so those would be some of the things that i would really look at and, and um you know other things beyond that you know parasites things like tapeworms can definitely cause an itchiness um along the anal area so um uh, making sure we're checking uh, a regular fecal sample and doing twice a year dewormings with the direction of your veterinarian. Things like tapeworms actually take sometimes a little different medication than some of the more common de- uh, dewormers. Um, so that would be something else to look at. Um, and I guess it's a little intriguing to me, this whole kind of putting the pressure thing on that area and that makes him feel better. Cause it,
5: yeah, cause you it doesn't feel swollen. There's no lumps.
6: No, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll even look at those areas. Um, I've had pets with um, hip problems where they have arthritic hips uh, where it's causing some pain and discomfort. So if we're focusing away from the anal area and more on the side of the hip, then that would be some direction that we might go as well. But that's a little bit more off to the side type thing. But I, I think that I'd really look at some of the possibilities of allergies and even parasites and, uh, you know, see if we can address that a little bit more for this guy. Cause man, and I'm feeling it with you. Uh, my little dog, he is just one itchy butt fella. And Hal was laughing at me earlier because I was talking to him saying how sweet he was, but his butt stunk like high heaven. <laughs>
5: Well, I have COPD, so, so I don't smell it. <laughs>
6: <I'm lucky. laughs> well, trust me, that's one smell you're fortunate not to have to smell. <laughs> so I hope that's of some help for you, Cynthia. And then, uh, you know, definitely, you know, if that first veterinarian visit isn't taking care of things, you know, you definitely want to readdress that. Tell them, hey, doc, you know, my baby's still uncomfortable. If he's waking up at night, he's bothered. That's something that's a symptom we you really need to take uh, seriously there. So, um, well, they even
5: called me back to see how I was doing. Excellent. And very good. They call again next week to make sure he was still doing okay. So they are very intrigued with what's
6: going on. <laughs> well, good. We'll give him a good pat on the head and, uh, well, I guess one on the butt, too, just if that makes <laughs> him feel better.
2: <laughs> Thanks for your call, Cynthia. We appreciate you listening to Animal Radio. 1 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team right now.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
1: Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van
7: Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com.
8: Now is the time to get down to your local Kubota dealer for a great deal on a new Z700 zero-turn mower during Kubota's Gear Up and Go sales event. Need maximum productivity? Want outstanding terrain performance? How about an ergonomic design for optimum control? The Z700 is the new standard for turf care professionals. And right now, you can get great financing, a great price, and great terms. See your local Kubota dealer now. For more information or to find a participating dealer, go to Kubota.com. The world is very different since Geico started saving people money over 75 years ago. This interweb thing? Not around. You wanted to know the answer to something? You just asked old man Russell. And if he didn't know, he made it up. That's why everyone in my town thought lightning bugs were filled with real lightning. Hey, we weren't always the sharpest tools in
9: the shed, but we knew Geico was a smart deal. Geico, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years.
10: The flu, pneumonia, whooping cough, hepatitis A, shingles, meningitis, tetanus. That's a scary list. But did you know immunizations can protect you from every one? You didn't? Well, we do. Rite Aid pharmacists are certified to immunize against the most common preventable diseases. Find out what immunizations you need with a free immunization evaluation at Rite Aid today. With us, it's personal. Availability and age restrictions apply in some states. See pharmacists for details.
11: Hi, this is Carrie Ann Inaba from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
2: Friend, it's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets toll free at 1 866 405 8405. Or you can ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and Blackberry. It's a free download. This hour, Joyce DeWitt. Janet from Three's Company will be joining us. I'm sure she probably just hates, you know, it <laughs> well, was only, what, 30 years ago?
1: Yeah, she's probably done a lot of things <laughs> since.
2: I know Bob Denver, a Gilligan of Gilligan's Island, just hated to be recognized really? as Gilligan.
1: Oh, wow. Um,
2: but I don't know if that's the same with her. We should ask her that. Also on the way, a couple of interesting news stories. The laws for pet insurance have changed in California, and that may affect us Nationwide. And uh, we'll tell you about that. Also, last week we had Karen Zaxton on, uh, also known, a.k.a. as Karen Hanover and yeah. many other names. Don't Apparently, happen. she is a con artist and has admitted to fraud and bilking people out of millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. at Millions? Least. I millions I think. of dollars.
6: Yeah. Wow. And
2: she is backed off of the GPS microchip that you heard about last week. Uh, Tammy Trujillo will be reporting about that in just a few minutes right here. On Animal Radio, uh, let's see what else. Oh, I have some email. I, I guess we should get rid of do this right now. In fact, uh, Doctor Debbie, this is for you. This came in at yourvoice@animalradio.com. Yourvoice@animalradio.com. If you want to write us, uh, Kim writes us. She says, "What's your viewpoint on yearly vaccinations for your pets, specifically dogs? There's much controversy about whether or not it's really needed, in the problems at the injection sites. I know rabies is required by law." Also, she's taking heartworm medication monthly. Is a test really needed every year?
6: Oh, great questions. And there's a lot of um, gray zones with all of those uh, different topics. So we'll we'll kind of touch upon the, the heartworm disease. So pets that are on heartworm preventative year-round, I'll get this a lot. Oh, why do I have to do the test? Well, it, it is recommended by the American Heartworm Society. And the reason is because we can get either product failure or we can get situations where the pet may not absorb the medication, uh, where we give the dose, we think they took it, and we think it stayed with them, and either they may be vomited up or there's something that interferes with the absorption of the medicine. So um, because we don't want the pet to end up positive and not know about it, that's why we want to screen them once a year for the heartworm test. Okay. So, um, the other question, vaccination intervals. Oh, this is something that keeps changing, and so there really isn't going to be a, a solid black and white answer to that. I'm why does it keep for- changing? Well, the old standard was that we used to vaccinate everything every year. And when I got into practice, we actually vaccinated parvovirus every six months. And and some of that is based upon incidence of disease in your area, as well as overall protection within the animal population. So in my area in Las Vegas, we have a tremendous problem with parvovirus in dogs. So for some of the recommendations that other parts of the country may follow, we may not be completely on board with that. So... Anywhere between every one year to every three years is appropriate, but your veterinarian does need to discuss that with you based on your pet's lifestyle, risk factors, and overall health. So I'm going to hedge that answer, but there are definitely, there's research that shows that many animals will have the uh, distemper and parvo, the immunity lasts for three years. So the question comes: When do you vaccinate? And, and that's really—it's a, a decision between the individual pet owner and their veterinarian to go over things. Because we can do things like titers, which are blood tests that kind of give us an idea of the potential protection in their blood, um, and whether we need to, you know, do the indiscriminate vaccination every year. So, um, you know, one thing she did mention is the concern with vaccinations as triggering um, problems at the injection site. And that is primarily um, a concern we have with cats. And there is the statistic that one in 10,000 cats that are vaccinated may develop a tumor formation at the site of vaccine. But they can also develop tumor at the site of injections. So if they get an antibiotic injection or anything else that inflammation in that area may trigger tumor formation down the road so um it, it is something you have to keep in mind but dogs we, we don't talk quite as much about the tumor risk as a result with vaccination as we do with cats
2: mm. okay so. well i hope that answers some questions kim for you or at least confused you more
6: <laughs> <laughs> isn't that how doctor people talk you know we bring up a lot of statistics and in the end you're scratching your head saying what did she say yeah
2: <laughs> Let's uh, go to Beverly and confuse her a little bit. Hi, Beverly. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today?
1: Charleston, West Virginia. Charleston, West Virginia. Char- Charleston,
2: West Virginia. Okay. Can you get a little nearer to the phone? Are you near on the phone? Are you on a speaker phone?
1: Yeah, I'm on a phone, but
5: uh, I don't know. If it comes and goes. I'm sorry.
2: Okay. Well, tell us, what is your problem? i got everybody here for you.
5: Uh, the revolution you put on the cat. Do you have to put it on every month? I have an inside cat, and... I was just
6: wondering if you have to do it every month. Yeah. Well, um, in West Virginia, you're, you're definitely in heartworm endemic areas there. So in areas where we have heartworms and the vector, which is the mosquito, um, those pets, if the climate is such that um, the local veterinarians are recommending year-round protection, you want to follow through and, and make sure you do give that heartworm treatment every month, the heartworm preventative every month. Um, so it is important to be consistent. You don't want to miss doses. Um, you know, missing one dose, and you know, it's been shown that the efficacy is pretty close to 100% just by missing, you know, one month and picking it up thereafter. But you get two months or more out, and certainly there's going to be a risk that you can acquire the infection. So, um, it is important to try to stay to every 30 days. Um, give that consistently. And, you know, the thing I will bring up is that heartworm disease in cats is very different than in dogs. And dogs, um, we tend to know about it a little bit more readily. Um, of course, it's, you know, they get into end-stage um uh, problems when we notice it, but with cats, it actually looks like a lot of other diseases. They may have symptoms of vomiting, uh, loss of appetite, weight loss, um, sometimes coughing and respiratory problems, but it really doesn't scream a diagnosis of this cat has heartworm. Um, and of cats that have heartworm disease, believe it or not, 25 to 30 percent of cats, uh, when their owners were surveyed after the fact of diagnosis, those cats were indoor-exclusive cats. So outdoor cats have a higher potential infection rate, but just because you have an indoor cat doesn't mean those mosquitoes don't go inside. So um, that is not a good reason not to keep up with that preventative. So I'm going to advocate, try to stay true, give that um, preventative once a month. Uh,
5: can I ask you something else? Sure. Does uh. What's those things you put on animals to track them? The
6: chip? Microchip. Okay. Yeah, we were just talking about that in the last, one of the last shows.
5: Uh, don't they cause cancer after a certain, a, a while?
6: Well, the product that, that we were talking about is one that's not even yet on the market. So we can't really fully answer that yet. Um, now in reference to regular microchips, which have been on the market for forever, um, those, the risk, there has been a study that was released a few years back and it created a lot of concern in my, my clients. And the study was one that was made in rodents and it showed that rodents that had a microchip implanted had a risk of tumor formation and, While there is some potential risk in dogs and cats, um, the problem, there's a lot of problems with this particular study that got people upset. Uh, They used rodents in that study that actually had a genetic gene for the tendency to develop tumors. So that's really not looking in the life population of dogs and cats that we have out there. Um, and when you really look at the risk of tumor formation in dogs and cats for microchips, we're talking maybe one in a million, whereas think of all the thousands of dogs and cats that are euthanized on a regular basis at shelters because they can't get home to their families. So microchips, in my opinion, are very life-saving, and I would say the risk of tumor formation is very minimal um, compared to the other um, potential uh, dangers of, of not uh, having a microchip. Okay, thank you.
2: Thank you for okay. your call today, Beverly. Have a good day. Yeah, you know, you've got to weigh out the risks there. And obviously, if you lose your animal and it, and it ends up in a shelter, it's going to be put to sleep or euthanized because it, its owner hasn't it been found. Much bigger risk than uh, developing any kind of, what, sarcoma or anything around right. the microchip.
6: And you know what's really interesting is in, in, in England, uh, over 50% of dogs and cats are microchipped. And when they looked at a period of time over about ten years and looked at the tumor formation possibility within all those animals, they only found two tumors. Mm
1: -hmm.
6: So you know, in a in a a country, yeah, yeah, I mean, in a country that really embraces microchipping in their pet population, is far greater than what we have here. Um, I think that speaks a lot to kind of hopefully calm a lot of people with this.
4: And could they actually pinpoint that that was actually the root of the cause?
6: No, that's the challenge. In some of the cases that I read of, um, they couldn't say it was clearly just the microchip because many times either vaccinations were given in that same area or the pet received other injections. So you can't say, aha, it was the microchip and not four years of vaccinations or, you know, these other injections that were given in that site. So that, that becomes the kind of slippery slope. You can't really tell.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six 405
12: I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and adopt from your local shelter.
13: Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 6th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66, presented by Ford and Animal Radio, who sponsors Pet Botanics, Canine Covers, Snuggle Puppies, Easy Dog, Pet's Best, and Red Barn. The tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, stopping at shelters to support adoption events. Log on to Get Your Licks on Route66.com to see where the tour stops near you. You might just find your new forever friend.
14: You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789.
12: There is a movement. A movement to simplify. A movement to find balance. It is a movement that's defined in every Bosch kitchen. Bosch kitchens are designed to be everything a modern kitchen should be. The precise technology in every Bosch appliance was invented with you in mind. Side-opening oven doors that give easier cavity access. Induction cooktops with zones that adapt to the size of your cookware. Dishwashers with a third rack to fit cutlery, whisks, and tongs. And with flush installation, the Bosch Kitchen gives you a clean, integrated, and definitively European look. There is a movement to value simplicity as a luxury. There is a movement toward perfection in every detail. There is a movement toward the 2014 Bosch Kitchen. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. This is
15: an Animal Radio News update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo. We had a woman
3: in our first story on Animal Radio recently. Karen Hanover talked about a new device called Escape Alert. It's a microchip that can be implanted by a veterinarian in your pet that would use GPS to track them if they ever get lost. Now word is coming out that Hanover signed a plea deal this past March in federal court stating that she bilked 48 people out of nearly a million and a half dollars through some Get Rich via real estate seminars around the nation. She reportedly has resigned from any involvement with Escape Alert, but it's still not exactly clear to what extent she was involved. A Kickstarter campaign's been taken down for the product. There was an application for a patent on the device's technology they'll file next month, so we'll continue to sort this story out. This is a very special dog in Alabama. He's being called Lazarus, and with a really good reason. This medium-sized black and brown dog was euthanized by a shelter in Ozark after no one came to adopt him. He was left for dead. Somehow, overnight, he recovered from what should have been a lethal injection. Now he's living with a family in Birmingham. He's got another rescue dog to play with. He's doubly remarkable, really. He'd been taken to the shelter after being hit by a car and seriously hurt. And last week we had the story of a veterinarian in Australia who removed a tumor from the head of a very treasured goldfish. Now a vet at that same hospital, it's called the Lort Smith Animal Hospital, has performed a life-saving surgery on a pet lizard named Sam. Dr. Paul Ramos removed an eye on Sam. Sam's a blue-tongued lizard. Surgery on reptiles pretty tricky because they take longer to go under anesthesia, and they don't automatically start breathing on their own when they wake up like people and other animals do. Sam is now sporting a very stylish pirate eye patch while she is on the mend.
15: I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
1: and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com.
8: Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot Advance Cream. I know
0: all about living with pain. After 19 years of pro ball, man. But now I'm feeling awesome. Icy Hot Advanced Relief is the real deal.
14: Icy Hot Advance Cream has two maximum strength
8: ingredients to last up to 50% longer. Works great on shoulders, backs, knees, even arthritis. Icy to dull the pain and hot to relax it away. Come on now. Advance past pain and get on with living. Icy Hot Advanced, Available in cream and patch. Pain over. Use only as directed.
17: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
2: celebrating our connection with our pets toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five 405 8405 to dr debbie dog father joey volani or the, the whole dream team we're all here for you and this week on our facebook wacky wednesday contest and for your wacky wednesday pet pictures what do we have miss francis
1: we have from PetSafe the Drinkwell Pagoda Ceramic Fountain. Wow. This is awesome looking. It's actually shaped like a little pagoda. It's red. I love red. That's my favorite color. It's ceramic, which makes it so easy to clean and it holds up to 70 ounces of water and it keeps that filter going. So your, your water is like oxygenated for your pets Ooh. and they love it.
2: Okay. If you want to pick up on this, send us your wacky Wednesday pet pictures over at Facebook. At Animal Radio,
1: I want one of them. I know, I want this thing. This is awesome. Well, yes, absolutely. Sorry,
2: none of you can play.
1: Oh, uh, wait a minute.
2: None of you two, at least. <laughs>
4: That's
1: not,
2: not fair. Not eligible I for know. Animal Radio. How about
1: family
4: members?
2: You no, know. sorry about that. No, but you looking down at your radio right now, thinking about that one wacky Wednesday picture that would be a great submission. Eh, come on, send it on in. Your voice at animalradio.com your voice at animalradio.com on the phone with us this guy let me tell what a powerful story this guy has uh steven mcgarve is joining us how are you doing steven i'm doing well how are you today very good so you decided you were one of those people and i thought about this too of living in puerto rico
7: by all rights it's a beautiful island beautiful people and the idea to go there is just simply i was going to do my artwork had a great studio i um, going to kite surf, hang glide the mountains. And first day on the island, dropped my wife off at work. Uh, drove to an area, a beach called Playa Lucia on the south side of the island to go kite surfing. Walked out on the beach that morning thinking, oh, man, the winds are getting perfect. And grabbed my gear, shouldered it, walking down the beach and stumbled across what looked to be just a pile of coconut fronds or, or you know, palm fronds or coconut husks in the sand. I thought, okay, I need to move those. I'm going to end up tripping over them. And as I neared the, this pile, it was an emaciated dog. Um, mm. I mean, I've seen dogs in bad condition. This dog was in far worse condition than anything I'd ever experienced. I thought, oh my gosh, I can't leave the dog. Dropped my gear, made friends with the dog. He was incredibly friendly. He could barely stand, he looked like a child's stick figure drawing. Jeez. And, uh,. Ugh. That was it. I went back to the grocery store um, in an area that I was unfamiliar with, driving around hoping something would be open. Bought out everything they had in their dog food aisle, as far as wet food, Pedialyte, and things to get the dog's you know um, health up a little bit. Figuring if it died that day, um, at least it would die knowing that somebody loved it and petted its head, and that it died with a full belly. And you know, I went back knowing not to overfeed it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to have to limit it. I walked back, and there's out out of the jungle are 16 additional noses peeking out of the the, uh, greenery. I thought, uh uh-oh, didn't grab enough food.
2: (laughs) Oh, so there was more.
7: 17 the first day.
2: (laughs) 17. Now, why is that? This place is known for that, right?
7: I'm a curious person. I asked a lot of questions of the fishermen and some of the locals, and, you know, they would shy away from the questions. But I said, you know, these dogs are – these aren't just starving dogs. These are dogs that have clearly – human inflicted wounds on them like entry and exit bullet holes and they've been used as target practice and machete slices on them and you know i find out through the locals that this is a dumping ground for unwanted household pets so all of these dogs were once somebody's pet that maybe chewed on a shoe or telephone cord or something and the people got ticked off it you know overstayed its welcome and they threw the dog out and this is where they dropped them off it was out of sight out of mind
1: Mm. And from my understanding, uh, the locals didn't like you interfering with that, did they? Well, what did you do?
7: Well, so that's the thing is, you know, I know that nobody hears you when you're screaming and pushing and shoving. So I've always tried the approach of, you know, let's figure out how to get to the bottom of this. I'm more than willing to help you resolve the problem. Like if, if these need to be, the dogs need to be relocated to a shelter. Well, I've got my truck. Let's go. And if the shelter needs some money, then let's do a fundraiser. But I find out through a lot of questions that there are no shelters and there are no humane societies and, you know, anything for animal protection, you know, so... I contacted somebody in the media. Went on uh, Univision Television. The, I was thinking that okay, this is going to be a good thing. I'm getting some attention. I didn't point fingers or accuse anybody. I just said, hey, let's just do the right thing for the animals, and you know, it's a win-win for everybody. You know, the, and I thought the next day I went down to the beach, thinking, oh, this is amazing. We're going to see some changes, and I did. Somebody had slaughtered probably half of my pack that night.
1: Oh my god! And gosh. you know, this is
7: this is months into me being there and tending to the dogs every single day, 12-plus hours a day, you know. So at that point, I probably had upward of about 50, 60-plus dogs at that time, and they had slaughtered probably half of my pack. And again, not a guy to shy away from, you know, a bully, I thought, okay, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Now I am pushing back, and but I received more pushback and started getting more threats, and the Hotelier Association and different hoteliers uh, didn't like that I was, you know, causing the media to pick up, you know, uh, on this and bring negative light to the area.
2: Which is strange, because you would think that if you were going to rescue these animals and take them out of... Because uh, for, for for the tourist industry, that's got to be a horrible thing.
7: Well, that that's the thing is, you know, nobody... It is... They're really trying to get the tourism up on the island, and, you know, industry is pulling out and things are changing. But when it comes down to it, you know, a tourist goes down there... And they they see these poor animals roaming the beach, just emaciated, and you know that they shoo them off, and and not in a very kind way, because they they want to protect their guests from seeing them. But the guests are mortified when they find out that they just round them up and kill them. And what so at, uh, again,
1: the, the Russian Olympics. In Russia they were starting to kill all the dogs and people went up there trying to rescue them because they didn't want them to be around during the Olympics because it was a eyesore. Yeah,
7: it's just, you know, why not go to the root of the problem and fix what's broken and you don't have to harm anything. You know, you don't have to kill anything. You can just make it all right. And and it's not this that I'm a do-gooder or, you know, but I do believe in that the old thing, can't we all just get along if we all figured out Peaceful conflict resolution is the only answer to these problems. And learn to get along, and if you want me to, you know, pat your back and say, hey, this politician and these hotelers came up with a great solution, let's start a shelter, excellent. The problem is when I started saying these things, I unearthed the, or uncovered the fact that, you know, U.S. taxpayers' dollars were going towards humane societies and shelters on the island, in every municipality problem was there were none, so, in other words, the money was being taken, so wow. I was accidentally digging into somebody 's pocketbook.
2: Where are you now with this? Are the animals still there? Are you able to help
7: so i got my wife and I ended up getting run off the island. Um, oh. I received death threats. I got shot at if um, wow. you can imagine, yeah, just over trying to help dogs and it finally got to a point where i was deli- my wife and I were delivering dogs up in the Massachusetts and Rhode Island area. And when uh, my wife flew back to Puerto Rico to be at work on Monday morning, I stayed back in the Northeast to deliver these dogs. Well, she told me frantic saying they're in our house they've broken in and i'm going get out get out of the house and i was wow. panicking and so they had come in ransacked our home and the reality of it was i pushed back too hard too many times for the entire two years there you know they had followed us home and or me home and my wife could have been murdered and that was the reality and her company just had done your out. so you know we they pulled the contract i had to say bye to my pack couldn't take them and uh They killed them all, and so at that point, I was determined, okay, you could beat me up on the island, and you could take everything from me, but you can't do it to me when I'm off the island. And now I'm even more angry. So I'm going to fight back. So I still work. You know, I, I'm more the frontman for these groups. We do spay and neuters in Mexico and Puerto Rico.
2: Well, it sounds like you did some really great work, and it's all chronicled in The Rescue yes. at Dead Dog Beach, of which I have nine copies to give away.
1: I kept the tenth one. Yeah.
2: yeah. one 405 1- 8405 if you'd like to pick up on it right now or head on over to Amazon.com wow. to order it. The author, Stephen McGarva.
7: Thanks for having me on. You guys have a super day.
17: Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com.
9: Hey, it's Vinny penn coming at you your party animal on animal radio saw a preview for a movie recently it's the new jackie chan movie that's what it is where he's it's an age-old riff it's a comedy but he's a nanny for a bunch of kids and at one point he feeds their pet pig some bacon and the little girl at the table just says that's just wrong and during the preview that the kids in the theater erupted, and it's found this this really hysterical. My daughter turns around and looks at me and says, well, what's so funny about that? Why is everybody laughing at that? And I said, well, it's kind of sick. You know, they're feeding a pig bacon. Uh, you know, bacon is pig. My daughter looked at me like, what are you saying to me? And she's a pretty bright little girl. And I said, well, bacon is, you know, that we get that from the pig. And she said, well, what do you mean? And then I really I made it even worse. I'm like, you know. Bacon, ham, which she heard now, ham was down the tube to- basically what I did was invented I created a vegetarian, I think that day, and bacon is like my daughter's favorite thing, uh and it's now that's it there's no reason to even buy it anymore, and even seeing it in the house uh I think would would send her off the deep end, uh, but literally, I don't think she has any idea what she's eating when she's eating it, not long afterwards, she had. She was eating a hot dog, and she was like, Daddy, what's this hot dog made from? And I'm just thinking, you know, should the answer be oink, oink? (laughs) Please eat, honey. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And it is the last weekend of the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Adoption Tour, and we go to Susan Sims. She is in Kansas City. Hey, how you doing? Which, Which Kansas City, which side of the border are you on today?
18: Oh, you may asking questions like that i i've been on the road for two months and i don't even know what time of day is it
2: okay well you're on the missouri side today and then tomorrow you're on the kansas side and uh today you're at wayside waves from 2 to 6 p.m that's at 3901 martha truman road are you having fun at least i know you got to be tired uh,
18: we we are we're we're beat up i'll tell you what but we are road warriors and and we're doing this in the name of dog. And I'm telling you, we uh, we have the best time. And I tell you, this is so funny. We did the canine carnival, and that was really fun. And somebody showed up with a little piglet. And so we just <laughs> picture her and a little pig and a little dog. Aww.
1: I bet you're going to be sorry to see it all end.
18: Yeah, you know what? But there's always next year, and it's it's been a good run And uh, Probably the best tour that we've had so far. We've met some really interesting and fun people, and, uh, boy, they sure love their animals out there.
2: Yes, they certainly do, and you've done a wonderful job. A big hats off to you, Susan Sims, for really spearheading this entire adoption tour and making it happen and making all helping all of these animals find homes.
1: I want to go next year.
18: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I couldn't do without your help, too. You've been a a great supporter, and we've done this together, so really, really appreciate
1: it. Okay, here's the
2: deal. If you're in Kansas City, Missouri, today is the day, 3901 Martha Truman Road. If you're in Kansas City, Kansas, on the other side of the border, tomorrow's your day at Great Plains SPCA at 5428 Antioch Antioch Drive in Merriam, Kansas, from noon to 4 p.m. And uh, you can learn more over at GetYourLicks.com. Okay, sounds good, you
18: guys. Thanks again
10: for everything. Talk to you soon. Take care. There she goes.
2: Susan Sims, the hardest working woman in show business.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
2: It's Animal Radio, and we are celebrating our connection with your pet toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for your iPhone and Android, and uh, listen to the past shows there. What was the prize this week for the Facebook contest? Wacky Wednesday. If you got a wacky picture of your pet, you want to definitely enter it in the Wacky Wednesday contest. Head on over to our Facebook page and enter your, your, your animal's Wacky Wednesday picture. If you don't have a Wacky Wednesday picture, just look at a bunch of crazy-looking dogs and cats <laughs> and animals. It's fun. It is fun. There are
6: some fun pictures. i got to say, I, I look at them and I think, oh,
15: they thought of that.
1: <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Exactly.
2: We have uh, up there this, I believe this morning was a cat that was, uh, they trimmed the cat to look like an alligator. Oh, was yeah, it a iguana? The, yeah,
6: yeah, it's like a like
1: stegosaurus or a something. Dinosaur, yeah. That yeah. was pretty awesome.
2: Colorful pets. And yeah. speaking of colorful pets, we welcome. That was a tough segue, by the way. Oh,
6: good job, Hal.
1: Hi, Bill. Hello. How you doing?
6: Question. Well, hi, Bill. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. What do you got going on there today?
19: It's our dog, it's an uh, Angels for Animals dog. We got it probably about, I'd say probably about seven, eight years ago and it was approximately a year old when we did get it. Well, probably about three years ago, we noticed that she was itching her belly under her arms, biting at her feet, her neck, itching at it. And and probably about two or three years ago, we took her to the vet, and the vet told us she was allergic to grass. Now, he gave her steroids, and it, it got a little bit better. He just told us, don't take her outside as much as you can. Well, my dog follows me when I go anywhere. I can't make her stay in the house. It's oh, um, a rotten
6: existence to have to stay I feel, inside. Yeah,
19: I feel bad to make her stay in the house. So he said also give her a bath about three times a week. Well, so I live in Ohio. I really can't give her a bath. She's uh, probably about 80 pounds. What kind of dog is she? The, it's a mix. Uh, we were told it was a mix with a German Shepherd and something else. So we don't okay. really know what it is. The vet's not sure. Now, um, he cannot give her steroids anymore. He said he gave her enough. And the only thing that I found that did help a little bit was I talked to a medical doctor. And because the hair is where she itches, right now it's getting a little bit better, but it's still bad. Uh, because it's, the hair is all the way, it's gone for the most part on her butt, her tail, and under her armpits. The sweat causes, like, a yeast infection, and if I use, like, uh, my conazole cream, it does help her, but what can I do to make her better?
6: Okay. Now, in those areas where she's losing hair, does she have any sores? Is she red?
19: It's red just, I believe, from her itching, but it could be from from an irritation other than that. Uh, She has itched it down to bleeding at times.
6: Would you say that as far as her daily activity, is she, is she horribly bothered with this? Does this consume her daily activity?
19: Uh, she, if I take her out to play, she forgets all about it. If I okay. sit there and pet her, she forgets all about it. But if you leave her alone for two seconds, she's itching, dragging her butt, and it, it just it bothers me that it bothers her and we can't get it fixed.
12: Okay.
6: Well, I mean, I I understand uh, your veterinarian's concern about using steroids kind of as a mainstay to treat allergies because it's it's really not the the best way. It's sometimes a quick fix, but it it's something that can really have some negative side effects and for. For dogs with something like grass allergy, there's things you can do, you know, you can't keep her inside 100% of the time. Yeah. When you are bringing her inside, for some people, actually cleaning the paws or wiping down the areas if they've laid in the grass can be helpful. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of this, we really would want to look at the root of the problem. If if your pet has allergies, and we're assuming it's not something else like flea allergies um, or some other type of skin yeah. infection or mites or things like that, then yeah. I would really look at trying some different things. And one of the first things I always try for my allergy patients is getting them on a hypoallergenic diet. That is one of the the most important things because if you can avoid medicines, I'm all for um, you know the extra costs and the extra dedication it takes to using a, a specialty food. That'd now, be one thing.
19: Now um, what is now, we, a hypoallergenic
20: diet?
6: There's a lot of good healthy. ones out there. Most of that you, you would want to talk to your veterinarian, but um, I really like there's one by Hills called ZD. Um, there's uh, Purina has a, a hypoallergenic diet called HA. Um, then there's some other ones out there that are duck. Uh, protein or duck and potato based uh, venison based foods so there's a lot of different diets out there Um, but that can be a really great therapy tool that a lot of people don't use and it's you know if you don't have to shove pills down your dog's throat it's an easy way to go in my book Uh, um, Now you mentioned that she had some discoloration and some concerns of a yeast infection and I think in a lot of cases we try to treat the allergy but we don't treat what else is kind of tagging along for the ride and yeast comes along a lot um, as well as bacteria. So um, if the topical yeast medicines work, it might be wise to invest in using an oral uh, yeast medicine as well. And I do find a lot of dogs, you know, sometimes we have to keep them on that for a spell because yeast takes a long time to clear up. But that can be very helpful as well. Um, Topically, you can do those shampoos and medicated baths a couple times a week. And if that's not something easily done for you, um, you can always, you know, have a groomer do that or, you know, have an animal professional take care of that because that is important to remove some of that, uh, material off the surface, the bacteria and the yeast. And, um, you know, start with some of those things. I would definitely try some anti, um, allergy medicines. Um, antihistamines are useful. Some of the typical ones like benadryl or Atarax are probably my favorites for dogs. No. fatty acids such as germ caps are really good and I would also um you know consider if you're looking to maybe do a little bit more investment it takes a little bit of checking on overall health status, but there's some medicines for allergies that's um, called cyclosporine and it basically helps to kind of quiet down the pet's immune system and uh, it does have side effects so it's not something we just jump into but it's something that you a little different than prednisone that might be helpful to kind of trick her immune system around these allergies here. So it gives you a lot to think about. Allergies are definitely, gosh, one of the worst things to deal with in the skin world for pets. Um, but also make sure you check on uh, flea control because that also in Ohio, you've got a bed of uh, parasites there. So you want to make sure you cover your bases all the way around. Sorry. This is Dr. Debbie. And uh, thank you for the call, Bill. And uh, 1-866-405-8405.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is
18: Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet.
0: Mm -hmm. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your Dream Team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. In
2: this hour, Joyce DeWitt. Janet from Three's Company will be joining us in just a few minutes. She's doing a show tonight, a movie. It's one of those made-for-TV movies. My Boyfriend's Dogs, and it's on the Hallmark Channel tonight. And we're going to find out a little bit about it in just a couple of minutes and see if she even has any animals. Yeah. See if she's an animal person at heart. You know, we've had a lot of celebrities on, and out of all the celebrities we've had on, we've only had one person that was not an animal person, and I don't even know how he got on the show, but that was Smokey Robinson.
1: Because he's Smokey Robinson, that's how he got it on
2: does. the show. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, didn't like animals whatsoever. I have a quick question. I have sleep apnea. Well, I'm not asking Doc about my sleep apnea.
6: (laughs) Why not? Everyone
2: does. (laughs) But uh, I'm wondering, can our animals have sleep apnea? And if they can, do they have to put little masks on? (laughs)
6: Well, yes, they definitely can have sleep apnea. And, you know, we were talking a bit about some of the different respiratory problems that might kind of make that more likely. Some of the brachycephalic dogs, um, the short-faced breed dogs have uh, shortened airways. They sometimes have a long, soft palate, narrow nostrils. So, yeah, that can limit the oxygen they're getting while they're sleeping, and especially while they're lying down in a kind of a recumbent position. Obese pets definitely can have um, sleep apnea as well, kind of for the same reasons. So, um, yeah. And usually, I would say pets with sleep apnea, it's not necessarily a surprise that they have that. These are generally pets that we can hear have respiratory issues during the daytime or resting hours as well. What about so, in cats? You're talking about dogs,
1: but do cats get it?
6: You know, I have never encountered a cat. It would certainly be potential, um, especially since we do have some, uh, you know, short-faced breed cats out there as well. I think part of it is that um, the uh, fat deposition that they tend to have in dogs um, tends to cause a little bit more problem. Um, So I, I, I can't say I've ever diagnosed it in a cat, but I will be keeping my eyes out looking for one. Oh,
2: there you go. Hey. Let's uh, go to the phones right now for your calls, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Also, don't forget, you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. It's a free download, so download it now. And it's made possible by our friends over at Dr. Foster's and Smith. Uh, let's head to the phones. We have Jason on the phones. Hey, Jason, how are you doing?
21: Good, how are you guys, Dan? Good, where are you calling from today? From Lake Forest, California. Okay, what's going on? How can we help you? Um, well, I have a question, cause, uh, I have a pug. She's, uh, seven years old. And it seems like every night, uh, when we play with her, she'll, like, it's like she's, like, trying to cop up a hairball. Okay. And it never happens during the day. It's mostly at night. So I don't know if there's something I need to get checked out or...
6: So <laughs> when <laughs> she's <laughs> doing it, too. um, is it, I'm gonna get kind of uh, vocal here, is it like a... Or is it more of a...
21: No, it's the first one. First one, more like a... (laughs) Yeah, like she's got something stuck in her throat.
6: Okay. So um, the reason there's a lot of distinctions here is because there's overlap in how a lot of these different things can sound. So gagging, coughing uh reverse sneezing regurgitating all of them can th- kind of just as a description sound very similar so there's a lot to be gained from seeing and hearing it so this is a great reason why I do love video in the veterinary office so use your smartphone get a little video audio clip and um that that can mean a lot um yeah. and you're saying this is only happening at night when she's asleep or if she's no well doing we'll be things- like
21: um Playing with her at night, she, she gets very playful before it's time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So she, she wants to play on the bed and kind of mess around. And then maybe like a minute into it, playing like you know fetch or tug of war or something like that, she'll just stop and start the, the Start the sound, okay. The sound. And yeah. then does
6: does she have any other problems um, as far as keeping up on walks? Um, eating no, she food. goes running
21: with my wife. Um, she's a good eater. She eats a lot.
6: She goes running as in jogging? Yeah. Oh, okay. And she tolerates that okay?
21: Yeah, she tolerates that fine.
6: Oh, okay. And so I'm assuming if she goes jogging, she's probably not, uh, a chubby pug?
21: She's not an overly chubby pug, no.
6: Okay. Alright. Cause that is a big battle. And anytime we're dealing with things of respiratory type sounds and abnormalities, that's the first, one of the first questions I go to is, is your pug fat or not?
11: <laughs> yeah, there's
6: I a little bit of... Pugs.
21: Yeah, she's not a fat pug.
6: Okay. And pugs, you know, they're kind of built stocky anyway. So sometimes that's a kind of a loaded question when we say, is your pug fat? Because, you know, nobody wants to admit it. (laughs) It's kind of their build. So there definitely are a couple things that come to mind with what you're describing. And I do think that video would be helpful, but I do think of problems that can relate to the trachea, um, as far as whether the size of the trachea may be normal. Um, also pugs being a brachycephalic dog a dog with a squished in face they inherently can have a lot of different um, physical changes in their airway structures that can make it more challenging to get air on a good day Um, sometimes when they're are um, excited or if they're exercising or if there's um, a lot of emotion going on, we might be more prone to see some difficulties with those things at that time. Um, so for me, I would say, oh, I'd love to see your baby in front of me, take a good look, a good listen. I don't think taking a chest x-ray would be out of line, um, just to check the size of the airway structures and to see, because also pugs can have some uh, higher propensity for, Bronchial disease. So for some different kinds of lower airway disease where their airways can actually collapse, um, usually as a result of their kind of brachycephalic problems um, where they're always kind of struggling to get a good, um, solid breath of air.
21: We've had her for about a year because we rescued her and Mm it wasn't the whole time. It's basically maybe been for like maybe the last six months. So Mm -hmm. I know when we first got her, there was a lot of, you know, how they pant and make that almost the snoring noise uh-huh. like for the first three days, and we were all freaked out. We thought she was sick. but she You were
6: was just, just getting used to the pug sounds. Yeah,
21: exactly, yeah.
6: <laughs> the snorkeling and all that. No, and that is part of the puggy nature, but the thing that I will tell you is that that noise is basically a symptom that we don't have clear flow. We have turbulent airflow when we're hearing all those... <laughs> So, like, like a person with sleep apnea, that can put stress on the heart and on the respiratory tract. So, if you hear a lot of those respiratory sounds, you know, don't just assume it's just being a pug. Um, I often like to, to do a thorough exam. And sometimes that means looking in the back of the throat to see what some of those structures look like. And that's usually done under a little bit of sedation or anesthesia. But uh-huh. there, there are some things that can be corrected, some very simply before we get a lot of more in-stage, um, airway problems that can set in. So for pugs, Boston Terriers, English Bulldogs, um, you know, the, the cute little snorkely sounds are cute, but, you know, we, we can't overlook that p- potential that we can help out, um, improve the quality of life and prevent some of these long-term, um, airway problems they can get.
21: So, so I would um, say, yeah. Do you have an email where I can maybe send you the video of her?
6: Oh, sure. Um, I'm at, uh, Doc Debbie. At animalradio.com, right? Yes, Cal. No. Yes. Cal's <laughs> <laughs> my secretary. I'm trying to check it. <laughs> that, that is D
2: O C D E B B I E at yes. animalradio.com.
6: Thank you. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great, and I I, uh, definitely enjoy looking at that. Um, I do try to impersonate sounds a little bit better if I have a feel where we're going with things. So (laughs) I can always uh, uh, share that in another follow-up call if you have other information we could go on. Okay,
5: sounds good. Thank you
2: very much. Take care of yourself there. I love all the noises you make.
6: You know, it's fun. I, you know, that's part of the, the fun and the art of veterinary practices. It's it's not just sitting there and guessing what it is. You know, we, we have to sometimes impersonate the sounds, you know, smell things that are gross, and, uh, you know, think like the animals.
2: Hey, let's go back to the phones. Toll free. 1 866 405 8405 for Dr. Debbie or Joey Vellani, the dog father.
6: You're
0: listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. Now is the
8: time to get down to your local Kubota dealer for a great deal on a new Z700 zero-turn mower during Kubota's Gear Up and Go sales event. Need maximum productivity? Want outstanding terrain performance? How about an ergonomic design for optimum control? The Z700 is the new standard for turf care professionals. And right now, you can get great financing, a great price, and great terms. See your local Kubota dealer now. For more information or to find a participating dealer, go to Kubota.com.
14: You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789.
13: Suffering from allergy congestion? I was so stuffed up at the fall festival. I couldn't smell the apple cider or enjoy the
1: hayride. Then I tried Allegra D.
13: Allegra D decongests and depressurizes with a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant. It starts working in one hour and lasts for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing.
1: Now, fall is truly breathtaking again.
14: Allegra D. Defense Against Allergy Congestion. Look for Allegra D. at the pharmacy counter. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com.
13: If you're in the market for new hardwood flooring, you need to check out unique and durable bamboo. It's twice as hard as oak, and right now, Lumber Liquidators has a huge selection of bamboo on sale. Get beautiful Morning Star bamboo for only $149 a square foot, or stunning textured hand-scraped bamboo for an amazing 43% less than other stores. Durable and unique at an amazing price. Just go to LumberLiquidators.com today to find the store nearest you. Special 12-month financing is available, but hurry, these amazing deals on bamboo end Tuesday.
19: Hi, this is Justin
0: Silver from CBS's Dogs in the City here on Animal Radio, just reminding you to always stay new to your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: Judy has just handed me what has to be the weirdest animal story of the week. It happened at LaGuardia Airport, a flight from New York. To Charlotte, North Carolina, got a little bit crabby. Some uh, live crabs got loose in the cargo hold. Uh-oh. So a whole bunch of them. Not just a few of them, but a whole bunch of them. <laughs> More than a few, they say.
1: Oh, how funny.
2: And so they oh, That must have been a fun flight. Had to get yeah. rid of those, uh, get them out. They, they shoot them out, and they were half hour late taking off. But there you go. Crabs.
1: Do you ever
4: try to shoe a crab? It's yeah, a, you know what doing? Yeah. No, it's not. We used to go crabbing all the time when I was a kid and just in the boat. And, you know what I mean? They're, they're there to protect themselves. They got those claws out ready to
6: get you. They're not very responsive creatures, are they? No, they
4: are. <laughs> uh, let's see. If
2: you live in, uh, well, Colorado or Washington, they've noticed a big increase recently of marijuana poisonings with animals because of, uh, well, it's legal there, recreationally so there's a lot of it, and the, the animals are getting into your stash. Not your stash. Well, maybe your stash. <laughs> it's not really
6: stash. mine, really. It's not mine.
2: <laughs> but the other thing that, that's happened over the last year, this trend for e-cigarettes. You know, people get off the smoking of regular cigarettes by these uh, uh, nicotine vapor cigarettes.
1: An e-cigarette, you mean it's electronic?
2: Electronic cigarettes. Cigarette. That's supposedly a way to get off of, of cigarettes.
1: To wean yourself of
2: And they come in all these different flavors and such. And so it's been a a big hassle. More and more of these animals are showing up at the uh, clinics because they got into their owner's e-cigarettes. We have on today's show Dr. Anna Brutlog. Am I pronouncing your name right? Oh, I guess i got to hit this button over here, don't I? (laughs) I'm so sorry about that. Dr. Anna Brutlog, how are you doing?
11: Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this.
2: I was just telling listeners that there's been a, a big rash of not only marijuana poisonings and toxicity cases in Colorado and Washington, but now because of the whole e-cigarette thing, the uh, the very legal cigarettes with uh, nicotine replacement, that more of these animals are getting in, into these, and you're seeing more cases of poisoning. Is that correct?
11: Definitely. We've actually seen a pretty impressive spike in the overall number of pets exposed to either e-cigarettes themselves or the what people refer to as e-liquid which is the liquid nicotine refill for e-cigarettes and other e-pipes and contraptions such as that absolutely
1: are dogs drawn to it because of the smell or is it just a new toy that they want to chew or is it actually something that attracts them
11: you know, it's a good question. I think certainly we know that dogs, number one, are certainly not discriminant, right? They'll eat just about anything they can. So I think it's possible that this does seem like kind of a fun new toy. And in some of these instances, the cigarettes themselves can be in you know, very colorful shapes and made out of different types of plastic and things of that nature. But possibly, especially when you're dealing with a flavored nicotine product, so let's say, for example, some of them are strawberry-flavored or chocolate-flavored, that might entail them even more.
2: These are flavors that they might like to begin with.
11: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what
2: happens when they get uh, uh, nicotine poisoning?
11: Well, what we see is actually fairly rapid onset of clinical signs. So that nicotine that they ingest, it's already in a liquid form, so it's very readily absorbed into the body Mm -hmm. upon ingestion. And one of the first things that you will see is vomiting typically so nicotine is a very good emetic and in fact it has used been used historically to induce vomiting and so when we see dogs ingest the liquid nicotine supplements they tend to vomit fairly rapidly then depending on how much was ingested and well i guess i should back up because sometimes people pet owners will think oh well the dog vomited yeah isn't that a good thing Exactly. Yeah, they'll think he decontaminated himself. They don't have anything to worry about.
18: Mm
12: -hmm.
11: The problem is the concentration of nicotine in the e-liquid itself is very, very high. So you can have a dog that's exposed to only a few cc's or milliliters of liquid but that packs a really powerful punch because it contains a lot of nicotine and even though the dog may vomit that nicotine may have already been absorbed into the body because it happens so rapidly So once that absorption takes place, you see vomiting, then what you'll see next is this period of stimulation, and that's sort of the smoker's high that, you know, people who are smoking nicotine would be seeking, and a dog may get very anxious, very ramped up. They might be pacing or panting on, you know, sometimes what pet owners can tell that's going on is their heart rate is getting quite elevated, their blood pressure might be getting quite elevated. And that's the first phase of nicotine poisoning. Then what happens is you actually see, subsequent to that, a depressive phase. Uh-huh. So after that animal's all ramped up, then you'll see them really kind of almost crash in lay terms and they become very depressed very lethargic and that's when we can start to see things like respiratory depression so their breathing rate slows to the point it can actually be harmful to them and potentially their heart rate could also slow to the point where it could be harmful so we can even see these guys slip into a coma or effectively have a respiratory paralysis so they just simply can't breathe fast enough to keep up with, to sustain life, and that's one of the reasons that we can see these,
1: these are,
11: patients die. Are
1: these conditions reversible if caught in time?
11: They are. There's no true antidote or reversal agent for nicotine. But that said. We can save these patients if we catch them early. Sometimes what we have to do, especially if they've made it all the way to that very depressed Mm -hmm. phase where the respiratory rate is low, Mm -hmm. we'll ventilate them. Mm -hmm. And so we will breathe for them until their body is able to metabolize out that nicotine and then they can start breathing on their own again.
2: Mm. We are with Dr. Anna Brutlog. We're talking about the e-cigarettes and the e-juices, mostly nicotine. Really, the, the, the fad now for a lot of smokers that are trying to give it up or... Or that just want to continue smoking using a different accessory. They're, they're very available to your animals now. Uh, they're very pretty. They're shiny. Mm-hmm. They might come in great flavors like banana cream pie, something very appealing for your dogs. I imagine that a small dog that weighs 10 pounds or less, this could be fatal for us.
11: Absolutely. Unfortunately, nicotine is highly toxic to dogs. So the smaller the dog, the more at risk they are because that dose is likely going to be higher.
1: If this happens, is there something you can give your dog immediately or should you just rush them to the vet?
11: What I would do first is I would actually not give them anything by mouth because these dogs might be vomiting. We don't necessarily want to induce vomiting and worsen the problem. But the very first thing to do is either call your veterinarian or call an animal poison control center such as pet poison helpline and then if you act very quickly potentially we can start treatment at that point in time so the faster a pet owner acts the better the prognosis for
6: their dog in my practice one of the things that i really advocate is because people don't know about these risks you know different habits in their household they don't understand what potential toxins their pet could have from, say, the xylitol-containing gum, the e-cigarettes, or if, if there are pot smokers in the house. So it, wouldn't it be important for, you know, with any pet in the household to have a household emergency, almost like a disaster plan for your pet? Um, and you have tools, I'm assuming, with the Pet, pet uh, Poison Hotline as far as how to advise people on what types of things that they could be have potential toxins with.
11: Absolutely, you really hit the nail on the head. Information is key. Because there are so many Toxins that we worry about for pets that would never be a problem for people. Just like you mentioned, gum with xylitol or grapes and raisins are toxic for dogs, but well, we eat them all the time. And so, no, I fully advocate that. I think the more pet owners can learn about this, the better off everyone's going to be. And it's actually quite easy to figure out what's a problem and what's not. So on our website, that's the resource I would advocate for the most. It's Pet Poison Helpline, H-E-L-P, com. We have lists of how to poison-proof your home, kind of room by room. Okay, what's in the kitchen that you need to worry about if you have a dog or if you have a cat? What might be in your bathroom cabinet? And these are quick, easy reads that all pet owners should really take inventory of, especially if you're bringing home a new puppy or a new kitten, because you know that's when things really start to happen. You have this brand new critter who's so excited to explore your house. And at that point in time is the perfect time to puppy-proof and kitten-proof and learn about what you should and shouldn't make accessible to your dog or what human foods you should feed and which ones
6: you should avoid. And if I could put an, um, a little point in for any kind of labrador puppy owners <laughs> you, you, you get on the internet right now and please check out their website because we all know that labradors do eat anything.
11: And uh. <laughs> they are one of, they generate more calls to pet poison helpline than them with any other breed out there. I uh, couldn't do
2: uh, <laughs> you more. Okay, here's a website I want you all to write down. It's www.petpoisonhelpline.com. petpoisonhelpline.com. Here's Here's the phone number, 1-800-213- 6680. That's 1-800-213-6680. And put that on your refrigerator so that if something crazy happens in the middle of the night, you'll have that number there and you could call them and find out if it's going to affect your pet or what to do next. Dr. Anna Brutlog, thank you so much for joining us today.
11: Thank you. It's been my pleasure. We're going to head back to the phones.
0: Oh, Choice to Win is on the way in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Very excited about that. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I'm a
17: carbon fiber 29er full suspension mountain bike. My owner and I are attached to the hip, literally, or we were until the apartment got robbed while he was at his vinyasa yoga class and the burglar used me to make his getaway. My owner's going to be uber bummed when he realizes I'm gone. I guess he'll have to find another way to get his daily dose of adrenaline. Maybe he can take
13: up urban beekeeping. Your stuff can't protect itself. That's why the GEICO Insurance Agency helps make it easy to switch and save on renter's insurance. Renter's insurance will cover personal property loss or damage as well as provide liability protection. Visit GEICO.com today.
12: I would like to invite you to participate in a brief survey on personal values. I'll make a statement and you simply think agree or disagree. Ready? Here we go. Statement one. My life is complicated, so I appreciate simplicity. Agree or disagree? Two, I tend to make my own decisions, which may or may not be the popular ones. Three, when buying luxury products, I don't mind paying for the best, but I hate to overpay. Four, I value both form and function. And five, I value pure, clean design. Now, if you agreed with these statements, you are the type of person for whom the 2014 Bosch kitchen was designed. With unrivaled European design, it's a kitchen designed around our mutual values. It's a kitchen designed around life, on your terms. The 2014 Bosch kitchen, perfection in every detail. Step up to a Bosch kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch kitchen at your Bosch retailer.
10: The flu, pneumonia, whooping cough, hepatitis A, shingles, meningitis, tetanus. That's a scary list. But did you know immunizations can protect you from every one? You didn't? Well, we do. Rite Aid pharmacists are certified to immunize against the most common preventable diseases. Find out what immunizations you need with a free immunization evaluation at Rite Aid today. With us, it's personal. Availability and age restrictions apply in some states. See pharmacists for details. This is an
15: Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. California has become the first
3: state in the nation to enact a set of protections for people who buy pet insurance. Assembly Bill 2056 goes into effect in July of next year. It will require insurers to explain their policies more clearly, standardize their definitions, and give people a 30-day trial period during which a person can get a full refund. The law will make it mandatory for pet insurers to disclose things like reimbursements, pre-existing condition limitations, and have a very clear explanation of the limitations of coverage, including coinsurance, waiting periods, deductibles, and the annual or lifetime policy limits. Basically everything you need to know. The pet insurance industry is expected to grow to at least $750 million by next year, while Americans will be spending more than $15 billion annually on vet care. There's yet another pet food recall to talk about. Routine testing has turned up salmonella in some of Bravo Pet Foods for dogs and cats. The recall covers several chicken and turkey flavors sold around the country. Salmonella can make animals really sick, and it can be quite serious for older pets. It's also potentially risky for humans who handle the pet food. Now The flavors involved are the Raw Food Diet Turkey Blend, the Bravo Blends All-Natural Chicken Blend Diet, the Premium Turkey Formula Balance Raw Diet, and the All-Natural Chicken Blend Diet. And If you have any of these on the shelf, take them back to the store where you bought them and get a refund. Great news for those of us who are fans of the bully breeds. According to the American Temperament Test Society, pit bulls are safe and friendly dogs. Ask mine, Lucene, she'll lick you to death. In the latest test, the American Pit Bull Terrier rated 86%, the American Bulldog got an 85% approval rating, and the Staffordshire Bull Terrier got a 90 And that's not that far behind America's favorite dog, which is the Labrador Retriever, and that dog scored a 92 The American Temperament Test Society is a national not-for-profit group. It's in the state of Missouri and its job is to promote a uniform temperament evaluation of purebred and spay-neutered mixed-breed dogs. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get
15: more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
8: Times are different than they were when Geico started saving people money over 75 years ago. Everybody takes photos of their food nowadays. You can bet none of us kids would snap pictures of mom's tuna casserole surprise. To this day, we don't know what the surprise was, nor do we want to. We didn't always have tasty food, but we always had great car insurance
9: with Geico. Geico, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years.
13: If you're in the market for new hardwood flooring, you need to check out unique and durable bamboo. It's twice as hard as oak. And right now, Lumber Liquidators has a huge selection of bamboo on sale. Get beautiful Morning Star bamboo for only $149 a square foot or stunning textured hand scraped bamboo for an amazing 43% less than other stores. Durable and unique at an amazing price. Just go to lumberliquidators.com today to find the store nearest you. Special 12 month financing is available. But hurry. These amazing deals on bamboo end Tuesday. Suffering from allergy congestion? I was so stuffed up at the fall festival.
1: I couldn't smell the apple cider or enjoy the hayride. Then I tried Allegra D.
13: Allegra D decongests and depressurizes with a fast, non-drowsy antihistamine plus a powerful decongestant. It starts working in one hour and lasts for 24 hours of congestion-free breathing.
1: Now, fall is truly breathtaking again.
13: Allegra D, defense against allergy congestion. Look for Allegra D at the pharmacy counter. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com.
5: Hi everybody, this is Deborah Wilson from MADtv, and you're listening to Animal Radio. And as my friends
0: would say, You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
2: Okay, the number's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to anyone on their dream team, Dr. Debbie or Dogfather Joey Volani. In just a few minutes, oh, forget that. Let's just go do what we're going to do now because this is so much more cool. We have Joyce DeWitt on the phone with us. Remember Three's Company? I
7: thought she was the cute one. Joyce, how are you doing?
2: <laughs> Well, you know, everybody said, what was it, Suzanne Summers was the yeah. key one. I really I really had a crush on you. And
18: oh, well, that's very sweet. My experience in life has been that fellows tend to be drawn to blondes or brunettes. So I think I sort of, you know, got the brunette crowd.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, that's
18: very sweet of you. Thank you. <laughs> and,
2: and I also love you because you're doing a brand new thing on uh, the Hallmark Channel, My Boyfriend's Dogs.
18: Yes, it's so wonderful, and it's such a dear movie, and the dogs in it are so good, well, and they're so cute, and they're so each different, it's wonderful.
2: Before we get to that, do you have any dogs at home?
18: I don't at the moment. I lost my precious coconut, and oh. she went up to dog heaven.
12: Coconut. I actually
18: thought I saw her in the form of a cloud, you know, one day, Um, and I haven't really had the... It's kind of like Bailey, the character, the lead character that Erica Christensen plays in the movie. Um, she, when the movie starts, she's lost her main squeeze, her, you know, favorite person on earth, her doggy, her beagle, and she's not quite ready, um, to take in a new child. So, uh, or a new partner or whatever. So I'm kind of in that space, I'm not quite ready. Well, it does
2: consume <laughs> a lot of time, and, you know, I imagine someone like you, you're probably traveling a lot, so.
18: That is so true, I'm on the road so much. Um, that that is a, definitely another consideration because you know when you got a best friend you can't just go leaving them all the time and my male best friend here in Santa Fe um, moved back to Philadelphia and that was a major hang up for me because if he were still here then I would know that my baby or my partner, my friend, whatever that he would then be the surrogate parent and I know that the, my doggie would have been equally happy you know, and well taking care of but when artemis moved back to philadelphia i was getting close to replace getting you know another doggy, and that was kind of like okay what do i do now because i do travel so much and you know you can't leave your best friend with just anybody no you sure <laughs> no, it can.
1: really helps having to having a spouse somebody to care for them when you do have to go away i
2: haven't yeah. taken a vacation in years just because of that
18: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i have a friend who has like Total, I think it's eleven or twelve dogs and cats all together. Whoa! Um, yeah, one of my best friends in the world. So um, uh, she doesn't travel very much. I must tell you. <laughs> uh, we can
1: guess that. Yes.
18: <laughs> she has a lot of property, and you know, so it's possible to do that. And they're each much like the dogs in my boyfriend's dogs. Um, they're all different, different breeds, different personalities. Um, so it's very interesting to be around that many animals, and they're each a different person. My friend uh, is so cool with animals, she can actually talk to them. I mean, each one of them, she knows their personality, and she'll like, oh, no, 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 or just come over here and I'll help you. I mean, and they do it. <laughs> well,
2: now, you were working with, uh, obviously, the dogs and my boyfriend's dogs. Is it hard to work with animals on the set well,
18: you will see um, in the film that I don't have that much interaction. They are in the room with me. But really, Erica's character, Bailey, is the one, you know, who's telling them what to do and what not. But each of the dogs had their own trainer. So we had three dogs, three trainers. Um, and so when we would shoot the dogs, we would do the turnaround from our close-up to theirs. And there'd be each of the trainers there talking to each of the dogs. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's complicated when you have multiples like that because each dog has to pay attention only to their trainer, whereas they're sitting right next to another dog, and that trainer is talking to that dog. So it really, you know, it's a lot to ask of these puppies. Well, how, and, how do they work? <laughs> Aren't
1: they? These dogs don't live together, so not only do they got to work together, they're just meeting each other for the first time? Do they get along?
18: Exactly. Exactly. If they are not with the same trainer, most probably they have not met before the circumstance. So it's interesting, and um, uh, um, they are, you know, they're another member of the cast. And so its <laughs> you giggle, and you really try to do your part perfectly so you don't stress them at all, because it's hard to be next to another dog talking to another trainer. Sure. You know?
2: I wonder if they're sag after or union dogs.
18: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Maybe it's a darling movie, by the way. It well, really is. What's
2: it about without telling us what it's about?
18: Um, It's about a girl who goes through multiple relationships. That's Erica Christensen. Each one of those relationships, there's a dog involved, and and then those relationships maybe don't work out, but maybe the dog relationship does. So (laughs) she ends up with a collection of doggies and um, ends up in my husband and my diner. Um, played by the wonderful Michael Kopsa, a brilliant Canadian actor. And she ends up in our diner, and she tells us her story. And so the story unfolds as she is telling it to us. Um, And it's just lovely. And um, the dog actors are wonderful. And it's it's really a darling film. And it really does have... Underneath just the pleasure of it, and people might not even notice, there is an underlying story in this very well-written script um, about being in relationship and whether or not we can see if this person's right for us or not. Our friends around us might be able to see that, but we can't always. So there's that kind of little thing there to help us all kind of grow or learn or whatever or see that we're not alone. Uh-huh. And not picking the right partner. And why
1: don't we listen to our friends? You know, it's like later you're like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And they say, "I did."
18: I know. You just don't I listen. Know. Oh, Judy, I know, I know. It's it, it's challenging, but you know, the heart goes where the heart goes, and usually in any relationship, um, whether it comes out you know the way you want or not there is something to be learned, or you know, on an essence level, we probably wouldn't have wasted our time doing it.
1: Right. Love is blind, I guess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately,
18: that sucker tends to be true.
2: <laughs> well, I look forward to it. It is tonight at 9 p.m. Oh, no, not
18: tonight. It, oh, yeah, it yes, is. that's great. Right. I'm sorry. Yes, it is indeed. It, it is indeed is tonight. I just finished doing a play, so my brain is scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what planet I'm on, let alone what day. <laughs>
2: Check it out, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on the Hallmark Channel. They're 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 bringing a bunch of animal shows over, I noticed.
18: They are. They have a very special project, um, a whole series of films, because they're um, wanting to find um, homeless animals a forever home. So they're putting their money into a series of films uh, on what they call the Pet Project, and that's what it's for, to help homeless animals find a forever home. Awesome.
2: Good people doing good work along with you there. Thank you so much for hanging with us today.
18: You're welcome. It was my pleasure indeed. My pleasure indeed. Thanks for having me on.
4: She sounded exactly the
2: same. Uh, This week, if you head on over to our Facebook page for the Wacky Wednesday contest. Now, if you have a a, a Wacky Wednesday picture, you can upload it over at Facebook and win this contest pretty easily. I understand this week we have the pagoda
1: yes we have the pet safe it's the drink well pagoda ceramic fountain these are really cool it's awesome it's it's like it's shaped like a pagoda it's red which is my favorite color and it circulates the water to keep it aerated to keep it fresh and you've got two sides where the water flows so you can actually have two animals drinking at the same time mm. and uh, it's easy to clean because it's ceramic
2: Gotta love that, and I know. I, because it's ceramic, it probably doesn't get that mold. That no, the, yeah, no,
1: and it's actually then it's got the the reservoir thing sitting at the bottom, so they can drink from the free flow, or they can drink from the water down in the bowl.
2: That is so cool. Brought yeah. to us by our friends at PetSafe. If you'd like to pick up on that, upload your wacky pet picture for Wacky Wednesday over at our Facebook page. Uh, Let's head to the phones, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 for your calls right
0: now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey,
14: this is Josh Demel on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet.
2: Let's uh, take care of some business here. I want to do your tip if we can. It's brought to you by... And underwritten by the fine folks over at Stella and Chewy's. Check out their intro packs, the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant to find out which flavor your dog likes. Or as I say, get all of them and then just try a different one or give them a different one every night of the week. There you go. So they have a little variety in their life. You say it's great for traveling. It's
1: great because it's just a little pack you can just throw in their little doggy bag and go out the door.
2: Ladies and gentlemen. The dog father Joey Voloney.
4: You know, I I got a um inbox um Facebook message from actually a family member that um was a little bit irate that um no. their groomer um told them that they were no longer going to groom their fourteen-year-old um, poodle because the dog um is now getting too old and and the grooming is becoming a little too stressful. And um they couldn't groom the dog anymore. And one thing I do want to say is before anyone gets irate about it, um, I commend the groomer. I mean, the groomer should give the person a solution. And apparently in this case, um, they didn't give them a solution. But then again, I don't know how my aunt actually responded if she let them um give them a solution. So what I'm going to say is, is grooming is beauty. And... um after a while, sometimes it becomes a little bit stressful for your pet. And there's not an age that I can just say, you know, when your dog turns 13 or 14, it's individual. I mean, I have 13 year old dogs in my house that are, that are very active and very healthy. And then you have other dogs that are 13 that are very old, frail and fragile. And at some point in time, you know, your groomer may tell you this, and even though they've been grooming the dog as a puppy, the stress of grooming at times, and, and I've heard stories, and, um, I've talked to a lot of groomers about it, where the dog is actually, you know, passed, passed away, because the grooming just was a little too stressful, and not really too much that the, that the groomer did. Well, I shouldn't say that, because the groomer should have been aware, and, Told the client that you know what, we need to come up with other alternatives, and there are other alternatives. What we would do is, is, um, we would either change the haircut completely where it was something that was very low maintenance, something that, um, it didn't, um, really make the dog very stressed out, or I would recommend, um, veterinary facilities that had grooming attached to it because if something happened i mean you know at least you'd have someone there that can actually hopefully um you know pull the dog out of it and 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 um you know they they'll be fine but sometimes there comes a point where you, the groomer has to make that decision and it's it's the right thing for everyone it's not something to be upset about hey the last thing you want to do is drop your dog off for the grooming salon and then tell you i'm sorry fluffy you know passed away because the groom was too stressful so you know mm-hmm. you sometimes you have to think about that Wow. You know,
6: and Joey, I also want to jump in because this is something I get on the opposite side. Well, I'll have people say, I have a 15-, 16-year-old dog. I want to get groomed, and I need it sedated. Can you give me some pills so I can take it to the groomer? And, uh, you know, you have to stand firm. And as as a professional, you know when it doesn't look right, and and you don't want to groom the pet for the sake of grooming them. It doesn't seem in the pet's best interest. And I can tell you there's hardly a case in an old dog where we want to sedate them to the point where they sit still. So you really want to um, trust your veterinarian and your groomer's um, opinion, and they know your pet. Um, they know what the pet needs to go through, and you need to trust them to say it when it's too much for your pet, and don't get angry at the messenger, they're really just looking out for your pet.
4: Mm. Well, what, what happens in a lot of cases also is, you know, you, you may have had a dog that loved being groomed its whole lifetime, and you know how sometimes they when they get a little old, they get a little senile, and you know, things just change, Absolutely. It, yeah. it, it, it just changes, and um, you know, it's just the best. Thing for your pet, and, and that doesn't mean they can't be groomed. We can just change things, make it a little bit easier on them.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
5: Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love Animal Radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals, like the Morris Animal Foundation does.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
2: I wanted to mention once again, this is kind of cool. We have the pagoda, the uh, Red Pagoda drinking fountain, up for grabs this week for Wacky Wednesday. This is a really cool fountain. Tell tell people why it's so cool again. I
1: know it's cool. Well, number one, it's red. Well, that 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 makes it it cool. cool. That's my favorite color. (laughs) It's a ceramic fountain. It's actually shaped like a pagoda and it has two free falling flows of water and it circulates the water and then it has the pool down at the bottom. So there's like three different places for them to drink. And being ceramic, it makes it so easy to clean. Your pet will love it and so will you. What if we didn't give it away? I know. You know,
4: we said we did.
6: Yeah. Hey, and, you know, there's a lot of great medical reasons why we want to encourage animals to drink extra water, from kidney disease to constipation problems. So there, I can see a lot of applications in pets. We really want to get them uh, drinking more. So <sighs> they'll drink out of this.
2: You'll want this pet-safe drink well Fountain, the Pagoda Ceramic Fountain. And the way you can pick it up is send us your Wacky Wednesday picture over at the Facebook page. And you know, if you don't have a Wacky Wednesday picture, you can go over there and vote for all of the Wacky Wednesday pictures. Welcome to Animal Radio. Bruce, how are you doing?
20: Good. How are you? Very
2: good. Where are you today?
20: Uh, I am downtown Los Angeles.
2: Listening in Los Angeles. Thank you very much for doing that. I got the good doctor, Dr. Debbie right here. How can we help you?
20: Well, I have Hello. three California desert tortoises. And okay. It's actually a... a female, a male, and a baby. And the baby is an offspring of the two adults. And the male is fine, but the female has had a kind of a bubbly in the nose for the entire summer. And, you know, it really kind of stayed in the garage most of the summer. would come out every now and then to eat. I'd have to bring her out to make her eat, but she would always eat when she was out. I can't get the bubbling to go away. I've taken her to the vet, and she's had a, a shot but uh, I'm having to keep her up, I think. I'm trying to find out advice from you as to how best to treat the adult during this time period when she would normally be hibernating. Mm -hmm. And the baby, who's three years old, I wasn't going to even hibernate her yet because she seems to have a little bit of that also.
6: Okay. Uh, Now, you mentioned you're in L.A. So you have a backyard then? Do you have a burrow for them outdoors?
20: Not a burrow. They actually just... Can walk into the garage, the garage, and they, you know, take refuge in the garage and a parked spot every day. They, okay. They're pictures of habit, and they go to the same spot every, every single day.
6: Okay, so have you had them over for a winter where they've actually stayed in the garage and stayed for the say a couple months season?
20: Oh yes, I mean I've had them since as the parents. I've had them for 16 years since they were babies. Okay. So I've, Good. I've hibernated them every year in a box of peat moss. Awesome. Uh, okay.
6: That's good. That's why I want to make sure you were doing it, if so you weren't just letting them go in and out during the winter months.
20: Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I always send them to sleep at the end of October, and they usually wake up sometime in you know, early March, but I'm not sure if I should do that with the female this year because she does have this runny nose.
6: Yeah. And, and I'd have to say that any tortoise that is dealing with respiratory signs, bubbling from the nose, discharge, uh, kind of a gaping breathing, those are not tortoises that should go into hibernation. Um, so we need to make uh, accommodations indoor to keep that temperature up. And uh, it's just not safe. Um, if they're battling respiratory, it's one of the number one reasons that they will not come out of hibernation. Um, it's just too dangerous. Now, and some people will even say for the juvenile tortoises, up to maybe two, three years of age, you know, just to be cautious because of their size and their delicate nature that we might not allow those babies, even if they're in good health, to go through a hibernation until a couple years of age. Um, Different schools of thoughts, that's generally how here in Nevada, that how I do it is if they're young and they're little and we're not real comfortable with that outdoor environment, um, then I'll keep them indoors in a controlled environment, keeping that temperature up. So we don't want them to kind of go through that in-between zone where they're kind of cold but they're not really warm enough and uh, that's no good for them either so we definitely need to keep that indoor temperature up to the normal ambient 75 to 90 degree uh, temperature zone there
20: so i can keep i can keep the female inside but then i I will take her out you know and feed her from time to time because she won't be going to sleep correct
6: Right, yeah, so you'll need to go through regular feeding like you would through the summer months, uh, making sure, you know, she's got her, uh, ultraviolet light, she's got her heat sources, all of that. And then also, you know, for that respiratory infection, we might need to get a little more aggressive medically to treat that. And tortoises, just like most reptiles, they metabolize Drugs slowly. So for a lot of these guys, uh, for treating them with injections, um, I treat them every 72 hours. Um, their body takes that long to metabolize it. So um, if we can go to an oral, we can try that if they're eating. But uh, in many cases, um, you know, we'll really see these guys every couple days until we can get a control on the respiratory infection, and that could be weeks. <laughs> so um, if you've only done one injection, you know, I just uh, encourage you to to uh, get this baby back into the veterinary office.
20: Yeah, I've done the injection, but they also gave me uh, an oral to give her.
6: Mm-hmm.
20: So I, I, mean, they, I gave they gave me an oral to do every other day.
6: There's just some some question of how effective oral antibiotics are in tortoises. Um, so my number one thing is if they're not eating, I don't even go there. Um, but if, if she's eating, and I don't see a harm in going with that route. Um, and also some of the youngsters will look at things like vitamin deficiencies. Vitamin A deficiency can often be accompanied with these respiratory infections in juvenile tortoises. So if that's something uh, they haven't addressed yet, you might kind of ask your vet about that as well. So uh, lots of good uh, reptile questions here today I It's weird, isn't Uh, it? I love it. So I like to get that little Dr. Doolittle, a little bit of everything, all creatures great and small. It makes my day fun.
2: Well, that is just a lot of stuff jammed into one show there. Uh, It's pretty amazing. I want to thank Joyce DeWitt for joining us today. Thank you so much. Dr. Anna Brutlog, our hero Stephen McGarva, and, of course, you. Don't forget you can download the Animal Radio app, listen anytime you want, and ask your questions free of charge. It's a free download for iPhone android and blackberry and don't forget to head over to our facebook page for wacky wednesday if you don't have a wacky picture of your pet to, to win the pagoda fountain we'll at least vote on some of the wacky pictures over at our facebook page don't forget to check out dr debbie's books yorkshire terriers shih tzus pugs mini schnauzers how to be your dog's best friend links over at animal com. they are kindle books so you can go right to amazon and download those puppies we'll see you next week for more animal radio right here on this fine station have a great one
1: bye bye bye